Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is Lucky Rough, written by Georgia Cook and narrated by Josh Curran. The thick metal doors behind the rough-and-tumble gift shop slid open, permitting entrance to a tall, cartoon Labrador in a red polo shirt. Its immense, plush paws squeaked as it stooped through the doorway, emerging into the maze of concrete tunnels that encompassed the backstage area of the Lucky Rough Amusement Park. The doors slid shut behind it, muffling the screams and roars of mid-season. The Labrador slumped. A stream of muffled curse words echoed from its oversized head as it reached up and began to tug its own ears. The head wobbled, its vast blue eyes jiggling wildly back and forth as the tugging grew desperate. With one final tug, the head wrenched free from the dog's shoulders, revealing the flustered face of a teenage boy. Tim let out a gasp of relief, gulping down lungfuls of dusty air as he clawed the hair from his eyes. After an hour spent inside the sweltering mascot costume, prodding and jabbed by laughing children, even the sunless gloom of the maintenance tunnels was a blessing. All the new hires had learned to dread costume duty. For most, working at Lucky Rough filled the convenient summer gap between high school and college. Four months of shoveling fries and operating rides before university in the autumn. 
a teenage rite of passage. Five of Tim's fellow new hires had already quit, leaving for the sunnier climes of fast food and retail. After two consecutive rounds of costume duty, Tim was starting to consider joining them. He glanced at the head in his arms, the smiling face of Lucky Ruff, the park's canine mascot, beamed back at him, its flopping plush tongue and wide blue eyes shining under the lights. Tim pulled a face. He wanted to find his locker, chug a bottle of water and change into normal clothes. Even the park's itchy polyester uniforms were better than imprisonment inside Lucky Ruff. Tim started down the tunnel, his footsteps echoing on the concrete floors. Even after two weeks at Lucky Ruffs, he found it almost impossible to navigate the maze of concrete and metal beneath the park. A smaller cousin to the vast networks beneath corporate theme parks, there was something inescapably man-made and yet intrinsically alien about them. Sounds lingered, fluorescent lights bathed the world in perpetual half-light. The new employees had been given a tour on their first day, shown the bathrooms and cleaning cupboards, the locker room and tiny cafeteria, but every tunnel was almost identical to the last. A labyrinth of blistering air and antique dusk ringing with the distant roar of the park. Tim paused at a junction to claw the hair out of his eyes. He felt like an overdone lobster, boiling in his own sweat. He shuddered to imagine how he smelled. He glanced over his shoulder, then dropped the mascot head and rolled his shoulders, listening for the crack. Another sound overtook it pouring through the tunnels like a distant wave. Running feet, shouts and cries, distant shrieks, distant screams. Tim paused, listening. The closeness of it was disorientating, as if the entire park had followed him into the tunnels, surrounding him and folding him, invisible. Unnerved, Tim reached down to retrieve the mascot head. He paused. Someone had scrawled something on the wall at ankle height, almost invisible from above. Tim peered closer. It was an arrow, smudged and crooked, scribbled in the orange chalk used by employees to mark malfunctioned rides. Beneath it was a single word. Run. Tim blinked, momentarily taken aback. Just a prank, some bored employee having a laugh. Tim knew how they felt. Footsteps sounded up ahead. Tim jolted upright, snatching the mascot head from the floor. Hello? He called. His voice echoed back to him. Hello? 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 A shadow appeared on the far wall, twisting and warping, growing larger. Until a familiar figure rounded the corner, resolving into the shape of Darren Ruff, Lucky Ruff's head of staff. He stopped when he noticed Tim. An expression of surprise flickered across his face. Then he grinned. Hey, he lifted a hand in greeting. You all right there? Tim realized he'd tensed up against the wall. Uh, hey. He untensed and waved back. Darren deliberated a moment and snapped his fingers. Timothy, right? Uh, Tim, yeah. Tim managed to smile, 
The grandson of Lucky Ruff's founder, Darren, exuded the kind of cheerful sincerity Tim had always learnt to distrust. He'd met Darren on the first day, a shiny, dark-haired young man, handsome in a vague way. He'd gather the new hires inside the cramped staff locker rooms, distributing polyester work shirts and caps, explaining the tenets of Lucky Ruff. <laughs> when Grandpa built this place, he grinned, as if sharing a deep conspiratorial secret. Half these tunnels were already here. Sewers and bunkers crisscrossing beneath the woods round here for miles. Now, he flashed them a wink, I'm not saying these things go on forever, but it can get pretty darn disorientating. <laughs> so you just listen to the rattle of whatever rides above you, and you'll know where you are. He paused here and lifted a finger to the ceiling, grinning as the rumble of Lucky Ruff's three-loop thrill-ride coaster shrieked above them, muffled by the concrete into a roar. Now, Darren checked his watch. Ah, by my estimate, you should be doing a handover in five minutes for that costume, Tim, he said. Tim reddened. Ah, just looking for the locker rooms, he said. Must have gotten turned around. Darren paused, a slow smile spread across his face. You lost Tim? he asked. Tim opened his mouth, realised he had no hope of lying, and nodded. To his surprise, Darren laughed. <laughs> you must be the first new intake to get lost down here. He beamed, clapping Tim on the shoulder. <laughs> well done! Tim blushed. I'm usually pretty good with directions, it's just the, oh, the heat, oh boy, tell me about it. Darren flashed Tim a wink, <laughs> don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Uh, thanks. Tim decided not to mention that Darren was the highest authority he could tell. We value everyone equally here, Timothy, Darren continued. You employees are what keep this place running. I never forget that. Uh, right. Tim managed to smile. Darren motioned down the tunnel. Uh, take your first left at the next fork, then your second right. Keep going and you'll reach the staff lockers. Can't miss it. Tim forced down a prickle of relief. Thanks. Darren winked. Ah, don't mention it. Remember to drop the suit off at laundry. Uh, sure. Tim paused. He knew he'd kick himself later for asking, but... You haven't, uh, heard anything down here, have you? He asked. Darren's eyebrows rose. Oh, I've heard plenty of things, Timothy. Care to elaborate? Oh, uh... Even as he spoke, Tim realised how stupid he sounded. Shouts and screams. Footsteps and stuff. He reddened. Park sounds... Darren gave him a sympathetic smile. Oh, sounds leak in from all over the park. Sounds pretty spooky when you start out, but you soon get used to it. Right, yeah. Tim forced a smile. Sorry, uh, still learning the ropes, I guess. Almost without thinking, his gaze flickered to the chalk graffiti at their feet. It seemed to glow in the fluorescent half-light, smeared and desperate. Run. Darren followed his gaze. An expression flickered across his face, so fast and sudden that Tim couldn't tell whether he'd imagined it. A sharp, disgusted anger. Then it was gone. Would you look at that? 
Darren muttered, bending to wipe away the scribble with the edge of a sleeve. Best not tell the others about this, he said as he straightened, flashing Tim another wide smile. Don't want to encourage vandalism down here. Keep it between you and me, yeah? <laughs> Tim nodded. Uh, uh, sure. Darren clapped him on the shoulder. Hey, keep up the good work. He grinned, then turned and jogged away down the tunnel his footsteps echoing long after he'd turned the corner. Tim sighed, meeting the sightless gaze of the head in his arms. Just a few more months, a few more months and he'd be off to college. Roll on September. It took 15 minutes of trudging for Timothy to conclude he was once again lost. The tunnels never seemed to end. He'd turn a corner, hoping to find the familiar red doors of the locker rooms or cafeteria, but instead, find only more tunnel. The temperature had slowly risen, adding to the stifling discomfort inside Tim's suit. A line of sweat trickled down his neck. The mascot head was a dead weight in his arms, its eyes staring blankly. Tim paused to lean against a tunnel wall, gulping down lungfuls of dusty air. He glanced over his shoulder, wondering if it was worth retracing his steps, listening for the heavy rumble overhead. Surely he'd walked the entire length of the park by now. Where was he? A flash of orange caught Tim's eyes, drawing his gaze downward. A chalk scrawl etched the wall at ankle height, an arrow pointing back the way he'd come, and a single word. Run. Tim froze, blinking in the gloom. Vandalism, Darren had said. And yet, something about the words agency unnerved him. Employees like you keep this place running. Darren's words echoed in Tim's head. Employees like you. Something shifted in the darkness up ahead. A stretching shadow, dark against the fluorescence. Tim inched forward, increasingly aware of the fetid smell in the air. Hello? He called. The shadow paused. Tim swallowed. Perhaps he'd circled back on himself, meeting Darren at a new junction. Perhaps he'd stumbled on a piece of old machinery. A golf car, or dismantled ride, perhaps? He peered round the corner. A shape blocked the tunnel, so tall and wide that for a moment Tim couldn't comprehend what it was. The stink of carrion meat rolled from it in waves. Mad blue eyes rolled in a scarred canine skull. Grey lips curled to reveal rust-red fangs. Patches of red and brown glistened beneath matted yellow fur. Its head scraped the ceiling, its ears pulled back against its skull. Tim stared. He knew that shape. It adorned every logo in the park, every baseball cap and novelty popcorn bucket. He saw it every morning in the locker room mirror as he pulled a plush recreation over his head. Tim was certain of only one thing, even as his mind shriveled in terror. Lucky Ruff was so much larger in real life. The beast lifted its head, its listless eyes focusing on Tim. A terrible kind of recognition wrinkled its snout. 
A low growl rumbled from its throat, rising in pitch until it seemed to fill the world. It didn't sound like an animal. It didn't even sound organic. It sounded like the roar that greeted Tim every day as he entered the park. The whirl of human emotion, the thrill of false daring, the creak and groan of human machinery, human terror, blood on the tracks, bones in the candy floss, even in the jumble of roars and screams, wails and laughter. The order was clear. Run! Something lurked in the darkness beneath Lucky Ruff. Had it always been there? Some ancient beast prodded awake by the park's construction? Or was it trapped here, tethered and bound in the darkness by Darren's grandfather, some perverse totem of prosperity? However, it had come to be here. It had been here an unfathomably long time, pacing the tunnels, its maw dripping red. And it was hungry. So hungry. Run! Who else had been down here? plucked from each fresh wave of summer staff, directed into the darkness by a smiling Darren, stumbling blind through blank grey tunnels, scribbling desperate warnings on the walls. Run, run, run for your life, scrambling on padded feet, his legs slipping beneath fur trousers, knowing now that he would never see September, never see college, Never see the outside world again. Tim ran. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Lucky Rough was written by Georgia Cook, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Duncan Muggleton with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshua Boucher and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for navigating the intricate network of social media like a nimble worm, leaving slimy trails of tweets, grams and posts. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She's the winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize, and has been shortlisted for the Britpop Prize, Staunch Book Prize, and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at, at GeorgiaCooked and on her website at GeorgiaCookWriter.com. Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He's narrated many episodes of The Other Stories over the show's lifetime. He's also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. And you can follow him on Twitter at, at JCurranWriter. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver, and it's brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.